You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Hey everyone, this is Dre with Build Brothers United in Leadership Development. Once again, with another episode of our new podcast uh, with our Build Black Wealth Initiative, with our incubator program, uh, interviewing participants as well as some of the instructors that have helped us with this program. And I'm here today with one of my good friends and one nice. of our uh, members of our incubator program, Miss Kelly Guy. Nice to have you. So thank, thank, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming. So. So Kelly, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you got into the industry or the, kind of sparked the, the business that you're doing. Just tell us okay. a little bit about that. Sure. Um, well, you know me from a long time back with the Parks Department. That's how I got started uh, working with youth um, and just youth development, community development. I was at the Parks Department for probably 12 years, and then I went to Casey Family Programs, which is a national child welfare reform organization. Worked with them for 11 years, looked at the policies. We really looked at strategic partnerships across the nation to see how we could reduce the number of kids in care. Um, then came back to the Parks Department for a little brief time. And then now I'm at um, Swedish as their regional director for community health. And during the pandemic, um, my cousin's daughter, they live in Texas, she was going through some things being teased. And I've always had like this artistic side uh, and personally, I was creating these uh, collages and just with words at first, um, positive words, reinforcement. And then I found a cute little African-American profile with a little girl with Afro puffs and created a collage with positive words and imaging. It's like 3D um, and sent it to her and said, you post this every morning. You look at it every morning and pick a word. Right. Focus on that. And that's who you are. Um, she got teased because she was dark skinned hmm. and she's beautiful. Like she's modeling. She's 10. Right. And I'm like, they're just jealous. You modeling. You got straight A's. You're in a private Catholic school in Dallas. Right. With predominantly Hispanic and white other students. So she doesn't have that. Right. You know, Connect. Mirror right. image. Right. And from there, I made another collage. Somebody asked me to make one. And then it just grew. And I thought this isn't only for kids it could be for adults too right so i started looking um online for different images powerful african-american images um and they had lots of women i found one male silhouette <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it became in my company i decided to name it mindful silhouettes because words matter and they're mindful and we need to be mindful of our words right and how we talk especially to our youth um you know, like, oh, you could have did better versus you had a great game. Right. Right. Let them tell you what they didn't. Right. Or could do better. Um, and so that's how I, how, how it's came to fruition. And so what I did with the one um, image is my friend had an idea, took some pictures of the images and we started creating cards. And then somebody's like, you need to put that on a T-shirt. And I was like, well, hold up. I need to have more people <laughs> than you. <laughs> so right now I'm doing posters and cards. Um, and then the art pieces. I sell them um, online at craft fairs. Um, and then people are calling me now to say, hey, can you individualize them? I want my son or daughter's name hidden in the right. words or here's their favorite hobby. Do you have images that can reflect that? So I'm now looking, you know, um, at 
stickers or other 3D images that stand out. Right. Um, and uh, looking at how that applies to the overall piece. Um, and then they're getting bigger. You know, they started the, the, the profile wood profiles are probably about a 12 by 12, maybe, maybe even 10 by 10. Um, now I've got a 20 by 20, um, not a profile, but it's a portrait, a cool. canvas. So people are asking for bigger things. Um, and that's what I'm doing. The, I guess, difficult is I cut each word out of magazines and newspapers because I just don't want to print it out. Right. I want it to look different. Like a real collage. Like a real collage. Right. Well, magazines are becoming distinct. <laughs> right. Extinct. Uh, extinct. And so now I'm like online. Anybody who has any magazines, like, send them to me. Um, and I want ebony and jets and essence. Jets out. Sorry, that's old school. But um, those images. I can find things in people or, you know, newspaper. But it doesn't reflect us. Right. You know, black is beautiful. My black is beautiful. That's on a, you know, hair box. Right. I can cut those out because they're in essence, right? Right. Um, and utilize those everywhere. Um, you know, essence has an issue saving our sons. We're not going to see that in a regular magazine. Right. Somebody wants to put that on there. Um, so I've been asking around and collecting that. So that's how my, my business started. So if y'all got some magazines, definitely make sure you guys <laughs> save them and send them uh, yes. Kelly's way. So did you always want to kind of get into this realm? Or like, I know you talked about youth development and just community development. And I'm assuming it was somewhat therapeutic, especially dealing with the pandemic for yeah. you to explore your art. But is this something that you always kind of had a niche for? It's, it's something I've always had a niche for. Um, I know when I was working at the community centers, late night started at 19. And we used to do art classes and jewelry making. Um, but it's always been like that entrepreneur spirit. Uh, when I was at Rainier and I saw the young girls, they'd be braiding their little boyfriend's hair and then his friend would want their hair braided. I was like, hey, girl, you could charge them. Like, you know, you might do your boyfriend free, but you might want to charge them and helping our youth see how they could right. establish a business. But I didn't really think it applied to me. Right. And it wasn't until I sold several pieces where somebody was like, you need to have a business. And I was like, really? Well, I was doing these for gifts and, you know, selling them for for less than what I was you right. know, creating. Putting into them, right. <laughs> right. right. Um, so then I had to meet with some other artists and they helped me with pricing. And then I thought, okay, I could do this. I could, I could do this. Cool. Right. You know, this could be something after retirement that helps. Right. Yeah. Make some extra money. And make like you said, and bring yeah. positivity to somebody's life and to you, you yes. know? Yeah. So, uh, what is your motivation to continue doing like the work you talk about community or like healing, you kind of touched on some of this stuff and like, who or what do you do it for? Like, and kind of like why, like, you know, right. you know, you talked about even just outside of this one initiative that you're on, but just in general, like, you know, you're in healthcare now, uh, you've been in recreation, you dealt with foster kids, like this yeah. kind of what, what motivates you to do what yeah. that drives you? There's a common link amongst all of my jobs. Um, and it's, it's just community and however you define that community. Um, and that's been very important to me to give back from, from day one. Um, I grew up in a household that was kind of chaotic. Uh, you know, there's domestic violence, there's alcoholism and me and my sister relied on each other and we became the positivity in each other's lives. And there's some people that don't have that. Right. They don't even have to be kids. They can be an adult. They can right. be a senior that's isolated. Um, and just looking at something that has, or can bring joy to someone's life, uh, is just, that's just what I want to do. Even if it's one person, you know, I was thinking about, what I do, anybody could do. Right. right? Um, and having workshops for youth and, and having them make their own collages. This is it's not something that's trademark. Anybody can make a collage. Right. Um, and that's what I want. It's a, you can do it. Sit down. This may not be your art style, but what? Is it writing? Right. Is it rapping? 
Is it music, production like this? Um, and just to give them something to think about. That's something we'd be interested in talking to you about because my son and Aaron Counts, they did this thing called Build Art Break where my son's really into art and Aaron Counts is, uh, um, he uh, youth speaks in Seattle and mm -hmm. he started Creative Justice. Okay. In Seattle, so is one of my long-term mentors. So we still want to continue to do some kind of art break, and we always try to intertwine some kind of art in a lot of our activities. My sister also, Monique, right. is really heavy in the arts, so it's maybe an opportunity for us to collaborate yeah. and partner and see how we can uh, for sure get some of those workshops going. Yeah. And, and like I said, I want to do more male profiles. Oh. And I reached out to the artist, or excuse me, the wood profile person on Amazon, and I was like, well, hey, if I find some African American male silhouettes. Could you make them cut them in the wood for me? Um, and he, we're trying to negotiate that. Figure so. it out. Oh, mm -hmm. cool. Okay. So, to describe your journey a little bit, and you've talked about this a little bit, you know, just with your family and, you know, how you and your sister kind of became community for each other. And then now you guys are rippling, you know, that out. So, kind of describe your journey towards success or to success, because I don't, it, uh, people all define, right. that, <laughs> define that correctly. And then, what has been your biggest lesson learned as you're going going through that journey? So I think um, going through my journey, like I said, I grew up kind of in a chaotic household. But even through that chaos, education was important. Um, my dad didn't go to college. He went to community college, got a straight job, you know, with the county um, and retired there. My mom got her degree, you know, after having two kids, but it was always important. So I went to local colleges. We couldn't afford it. My parents couldn't afford to send me. Right. To um, Spelman, which I got accepted to and was mad. So anytime <laughs> somebody says, you're not married, I'd be like, if I went to Spelman in Atlanta, I might be married. But anyway, <laughs> that's another story. Um, my sister was lucky enough to get a scholarship, go to UW, so education. I uh, went to Seattle U, and people are like, well, you got a master's. I worked for 10 years at the Parks Department before I went and got back right. a master's. And I had a split shift. So I worked from sewing, you know, nine to three-ish or however many, took two classes and came back and closed the facility. Wow. So it wasn't, you know, like I went to school straight. I was worked straight through. Right. Uh, I didn't want the city to pay for my education because I didn't want to give them two to four or five years right. or however long. I wanted to have that freedom to take my education and do whatever do right. was needed. Um, so I worked and I didn't, I graduated um, from the University of Washington with a BA in 1989. I did not get my master's degree until 1996. So that just shows you, right. you know, work. Uh, I could have went back for a PhD, but I don't want to be a teacher. I got my degree in public administration because I wanted to get back to right. the public. I knew I was always going to be in that setting. Um, I take courses all the time. Not, work doesn't have to pay. Right. If something interests me, you know, better business writing, public speaking. I'm in Toastmasters now because I want to be able to influence the people that I work with. Right. Um, and politicians to have changed some of these healthcare laws to better um, serve our community. So that's been my journey is always keeping myself educated. Um, you know, I didn't think I could be in healthcare, right? Right. It took me reading the job description and being like, Oh, I don't think I'm quite qualified. You know, having that self doubt and right. the imposter syndrome, right. yeah. I had to overcome that. And still too, to this day, I figure sometimes I go into rooms, uh, in the workplace and I'll shrink and I have to know, you know, you know, just as much, if not or more. You're, right. right. You know, you're just as you've led a group, um, so continuing to fight those battles, yeah. but I try to surround myself with people like you, yeah. you know, um, positive and making back to the, giving back to the community, um, and making more strides than, you know, I could have foreseen, right. which is great. Cause I can say Andre is a great example, <laughs> right? Right. All of us are exa exa examples in our way. Right. You don't see me in the workplace. So I'm sure you could have some examples of, okay, Kelly's better at this, you know, <laughs> right. two years ago. So it's just a journey that 
I keep continuing. And I don't mind sharing my struggles because if you don't, all people see is that flashy stuff. Right. Not, not even the flashy stuff. Oh, you got a degree and you got a, you got a good life. Even some of my friends say right. that. I'm like, what do you mean a good life? You had the same chance. Right. Right. Don't just say you, me, me, me. Look at you and figure out how we can change it. Yeah, I think it's important. And talking about education is having space for community to have conversations around things like that. Because it's formal education, right? The You know, the, 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 the steps you got to get based on what the system says. But it's also this lifelong learning. Yeah. And um, I'm a I'm a definitely advocate for lifelong learning and then sharing. Like I said, sometimes we got to show the struggles and say, hey, this is where I came from. If I can do it, like I heard you said earlier, if I can do it, anybody can. Yep. And that's really what it is. And understanding that um, everybody's not going to make it the way the system is set up. There's more than enough resources for everybody to have enough. That's right. for sure. Nobody's going to dispute right. that. But the way it's set up, it's going to be winners and losers and has exactly. and has not. And some of that, you know, the, what you're doing with your art creates a space where you're reinforcing positivity because there's so much negativity coming at us from the media, our peer groups, even sometimes in our family, community, this and that. There's so much negativity that's not from us. It's been given to us. So, And like we said, not even for you, for adults. I was reading online um, the other day. We've had a tough time in our community over the last couple of days, you know, some important people. Uh, and folks are like, I can't stand living in America. Well, wherever you go, there's there's going to be something. Right. What can we do? Right. Are you just going to give up and move out to a whole other country? Right. Well, then you're just giving up on us and your people. Right. Uh, we're not in slavery anymore, so things can change if we don't give up and leave. Right. And if all the black people are like, we're tired of America and leave, what does that do? We didn't give up our land. Right. Right. And that's what I say. I'm not leaving Seattle unless it was for a job and somebody's paying me some bomb money. Right. This is my community. Right. Somebody, you know, will say, well, how long have you lived here? I'll throw it right on back. Look, I've lived here for 50-something years. And how long are you? Oh, you're new to community. You're new to Columbia City. Let me tell you. Right? I go into it and give right. them a history. You know, I don't do it to embarrass them. Right. I do it to educate them. Right. So the next black person they see, right. they don't assume that they're visiting these neighborhoods that or, folks think we shouldn't be in. Or just that came here. ours right. to begin with. Right. That's real. So Which is that. part of the education, too, right? Part of the part education. Of education, too. So yeah. what, what resources do you think are needed for others in our community to succeed and start a business organization. Cause with this incubator program, we, we know sometimes funding is either geared towards like nonprofits yes. or, or organizations. And we didn't even say nonprofits, more of an organization, right? You could be grassroots, mm-hmm. you could be a nonprofit. And then there's also businesses. So this is thinking about all your work in community, all the things you've done, administering different things. Like what do you really think as far as the black community, like what resources do you think that are needed to help people start businesses or start, nonprofits or start organizations or whatever it is. I think what you're doing is excellent. Um, the resources from the incubator program allowed me to build inventory, right? And then to start a website. And you're, you mentioned Monique. Now she's right. helping me um, develop a, a more effective website. Yep. Um, and we've connected. Um, and so I think those resources are important, just networking and sharing that, that information. Because a lot of us and I'm not going. I'm going to say it. Keep it to ourselves. Right. Oh, it's mine. I'm the founder. I ain't going to share nothing. Right. And then when you ask the question, they're like, "Oh, well, you you can find out. Well, why not share?" Right. So I think more of that of the networking side, a lot about how to build a strategic plan. And I think there's two sides: how to build a strategic plan for a business such as yours, um, or a marketing printing place, or somebody has a donut shop. Right. Versus an artist. Right. Because I don't create art every day. And the pieces I create take a while. Right. Right, right. So it's not like a mass production kind of thing. Like I can put everything in the oven and it's out there. And so my plan will look a little different. And so making connections in that world, I think, is needed. Um, 
for us business owners, entrepreneurs, connecting with each other. Right. So like for me and my art, I have a group of people and we do community fairs, uh, art fairs, especially during Black History Month or Christmas. We call each other, girl, do you know? Hey, dude, did you know this? Opportunity. Opportunity. Like, yeah. Hey, if you don't have the money for a table, I'll float it to you. Right. Or we can share a table, right? Instead of saying it's, you know, $150 for a table, bye. Right. right. Well, are you, can we, that type right. of thing, which is, is really good. I have a network, but do other artists or business people right. have that same network? And so what I'd like to see is a, um, and I'm not going to say black or African-American, but a people of color directory. Right. And I used to be one a long time ago. Um, and obviously, it it, it, with it being electronic, I think it'd be really easy now. Right. With the digital um, land. People can we, add to it. You could be a shared document. We can add to it. Yeah. Right. That, I think that's needed. Um, and just conversations. Um, I know you guys have the sessions that we can get online. You promote every. Those type of things just have to keep continuing. Yeah. Um, and then the education of our young folks. How do we get into, not even high schools, how do we get into grade schools and middle schools and start having this conversation? Right. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way. I know the superintendent of the school district personally. Great family friend. He's open to these conversations. Right. How do we get to the teachers and the curriculum, you know, right. director of curriculum, however that is, and start developing these? Because as you said, some kids aren't going to go to the traditional route for education. Right. We don't have a high school system that has vocational. Right. So no we have to do that. Right. right. You go to Texas. If I want to be a nurse or a mechanic, there's classes for that in high school. So when I come out, right. I'm set up. We need to start thinking about that. Right. So. And yeah, and that's part of thank you for saying that I agree. And part of that's what the initiative is, is one. There is a sometimes people make it and it's like I made it. I don't need to share with nobody else or that or maybe nobody's asking them because they don't have the relationship. Right. That's so that's other, I think sometimes people see people and like, oh, I'm just not going to ask uh, for that mentorship or for that guidance or whatever. So trying to create a space where we can have these conversations. But a lot of times our parents. Right. Especially when we talk about wealth. Right. And buying property and those types of things. It's just we just don't know. And so, you know, um, it's a it's a learning opportunity. So even with the incubator program and just some of the stuff, I'm learning stuff from the instructors. I'm learning stuff from ideals. Oh, I didn't even think about that's a blind spot, even how you were talking about how artists, it's a different type of business plan because it's just a different process, even though from the business side, you understand the business plan, but as an artist, it's a whole different process. And then oh, you have a job and, and how do you intertwine all this stuff in with everything else without burning yourself out? So having right. those types of conversations. So that's what we're trying to do and want to continue doing it. And I know there's other people like Black Dot. There's other people that are doing great work in the community around business and uh, Tabor 100. There's a few other places where people are able to get resources and information. But what we're trying to do is really foster a safe place for community to have those conversations. Yeah. And then hopefully it ripples out where you talk to your nephew about it and, yeah. you know, your your uh, your best friend's kids and so on and so forth. Because yeah. schools aren't giving it to us. So if we're more than willing to come talk to the school if they're willing, if they want to get some of the stuff in, we'll come yeah. teach some works. So that's, that's that's a layup. And then preparing them for, like you mentioned, other programs. Right. I just had a conversation with the Amazon African American something program and it sounded all good. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, you have to pay such and such a month for this to be advertised. No, I just want access to your vendor so I could get a discounted price because I'm buying my stuff on Amazon. Right. I don't want all this other stuff. Right. But you in, in this program, you have to. Right. So I told him I didn't want to do the program. Right. You don't, 
had restrictions like that. Right. Um, or excuse me, the incubator program didn't have restrictions like that. And I think it's important, Amazon, if you're listening, to not have that. If you have a new entrepreneur and you're saying, well, for this, you got to pay $9.99 a month. Right. And then we got for this. I'm like, well, this isn't benefiting me. Right. I'm buying items from you. Right. Right. So now I'm going to try to get straight to the distributor because they done made me mad. Right. That's not a good program. How is that when you're asking me to give you money? Yeah, a lot of times they're trying, their model is to make money though. So I mean, they could say we could frame it and package it in a certain way, but they're a business. We're here for you. They're a business. American Incubator. I was reading all that stuff. I was like, no. Yeah, and we tried to make it as we've gone through RFPs and learned more about grants. So we tried to make this as low barrier as possible and not say, hey, we're going to give you this and you have to attend. If you want to attend here, we're going to put stuff together. And if you do, if you get a large $10 million federal grant. Right. Walk the people through it. Have right. sessions to take them to the evaluations right. that you may need to keep that grant obligation. Right. I'm not saying don't go after that or don't have those criteria, but have technical assistance for that and don't make people pay. Yeah, That's the biggest thing. And I think what we leverage too is each one of us, we're really connected to the community. And so it's like being trusted mm-hmm. by community. So that helps, right? With having difficult conversations. Like yeah. we don't think money is a difficult conversation, but really it is a difficult conversation. So we'll try to leverage leverage that that as well. So yeah. um, I mean, when I did the, the, like I said, the inventory, when I went in and got to my little Vista print and I had a good discount, I was like, oh, for me to stack that much, it's gonna cost that much. Okay. Right. Right. Well, I'm still trying to save for a house. Right. A whole bunch of other stuff like your normal life. Right. And that that was timely. Right. So as an entrepreneur, what's one tip or trick that you've learned that helped you succeed? Or you could just talk about in general, because I know you've your your resume is very fast, which is great. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> but not like, as an artist, well, right? OK, well, then you could talk about so that. As you an know. artist, I've had to put it out there. Right. Like get on Facebook, put my images out. And I'm not a photographer, but, you know, take a picture so people have an idea of what I'm doing. I did um, meet a photographer recently and he's trying to get out there. So he's like, and it's um, a Korean guy. And he's like, I'll take pictures of your art so I can add to my portfolio. I was like, right. cool. When, when. So just doing that, but getting it out there. Because there's always that fear of rejection or why? You know? Right. So I've created my own... Um, now I have a Instagram for the business, not my personal Instagram. Cool. So I'm separating that out. And I think that's a good thing for the business person is you have your business email or you have your business social media and not your personal because that's what I was doing. And if somebody's going to look for me, right. I want my business to be known. Mindful right. silhouettes. I don't want, they'd be like, looking for Kelly. I don't see no art. I just see all her personal stuff. <laughs> right. You want that. Right. So that's a good tip. And then. Get over the fear of reaching out to another artist. So I reached out to A.O. Hammer and she does all of the huge, um, um, she's done some of the street work, but she also has murals all over the city. Wow. And I've saw her grow over the last four years. And she actually has like a YouTube page where she educates new creators and artists. And so I reached out to her um, and, and not be afraid. Right. And so she was like, well, how much do you charge for this piece? And I said, well, like $50. She's like, well, how much does girl, uh, uh-uh, this is how you should price it. Right. And I was like, well, and she's like, no, trust me. I did that when I started. So listening and taking it in. Right. I'm not the expert. Right. I upped the price and it didn't stop folks from buying. Right. Right. So being open to that suggestion, it could even be a slight, I don't even want to say criticism. Right. Um, feedback a feedback and a tip to make you better right and don't be scared right because there are some things she's like oh don't print that i wouldn't use that 
medium, you know, because it does this. Right. Uh, have you tried resin? That didn't work well at all. I tried in shoulders. She's like, yeah, you need to stay with me. So <laughs> until we can get you really, really educated. Right. So being open, I was like, oh, thank you. Cool. That's the biggest tip I would say. Uh, what's the best advice that you can give someone that just like struggling to get started? I think you kind of talked about a little bit like you were doing this and it's like, you know, I don't necessarily know if that's something that you could kind of sound like your process is a little more of a flowed into naturally kind of with, yeah. with, with the amount of business you started getting, you kind of grew into it. But sometimes people just can't get over the hump of how, how do I, how do I get my business license? How do I get my EIN? How do yeah. I, you, be, you know, how do I do these things? Or just how do I just start entrepreneurially yeah. doing So things? I would say the biggest thing is I wrote me a little checklist. Like, I, like you said, I didn't know nothing about business license. I got online, city of Seattle. Well, I think I got the Washington state yep. business license. And then I went to go do a, a art craft affair. And they were like, you got a city of Seattle. I was like, oh, I got to get that? Right? They're two different things. Yes. Um, and so <laughs> I didn't know that. So asking. Right. Again, get online and then have a list of questions. Reach out. If you're a social media person, put it out there. People, yeah. I'm looking for somebody who could help me with a city licensing application. Right. Folks will respond. They will. Um, they will. And they'll, because intrinsic, it's the nature of folks. So when they do respond, they really want to help. Yeah, and we're, that's what we're, we're tribal at, at heart. Yeah. So community, yeah. So that. And so when people say, well, I'm not going, that might be what, no, they really want to help. And I found that has been probably the, the biggest thing is to use your, ask your grandpa, right? Ask so-and-so. Don't be right. like, he's too old. He don't know nobody. No, they do. Right. right. Well, sometimes we take people for granted right. because of what age range they're in. Some of the youth, young kids, I've reached out. I'm like, okay, a couple people want me to do this for their kids. What y'all, what kind of games, what you doing? I don't have kids, so I'm not right. used to that language, right? Um, like the basketball. Somebody sent me an image and they're like, we want this on our son's image. I had to ask Leo. I said, what does this mean? And he said, oh, that means he killed them and the person's spirit is something, you know, in the body, right? Like in the like, game. <laughs> I was like, okay, right? I didn't know. And if I had to put it on there, not knowing and somebody right. like that. So just being open and talking to folks at every age level. Get the, get the network. Level. Get the network yep. going. Yeah. That's great advice. Um, uh, how do people, this is an opportunity for you to look right in the camera and connect, <laughs> connect with the folks. And also this information is definitely going to be in the description, you know, our email address, uh, Instagram, other information to, to get in contact. But I want to give you an opportunity to talk to the folks and tell them how to right. get in touch with you and your business. Okay. So I just realized, and this is crazy. I'm, I've been calling my own business kind of the wrong because mindful soul, it's mindful soul, soul, S-O-U. L-E-T-T-E-S, mindful silhouettes, because it's about our soul, not silhouettes. And um, it's mindfulsilhouettes at gmail.com. Um, and I'm starting, um, I have an Instagram, mindful silhouettes on the Instagram. I don't have a Facebook page. I'm trying to figure out how to, once I get my website up and I'm working on that, um, and it, it'll be mindful silhouettes, whatever the website is. Um, so you can look that in the search engine coming soon. But also um, looking at how to use the Facebook store. Kind of different because some of those items, again, as an artist that does pieces, some of these marketplaces aren't where we need to go. Right. Right. People are like, put it on Etsy. Well, Etsy, there's a. They're taking some cuts. Taking some stuff and it's personalized. Is that something that's going to get someone's attention on Etsy? That might not be the best place. I might still be better off at going out personally and doing these craft shows right. and building my website.
Right. So just being open to that. But that is how you could reach me, Kelly Guy, Mindful Silhouettes, gmail.com. So once again, I want to thank you for coming. Thank you for uh, having me. And uh, being a part of this. Y'all, if you have some magazines. Please. Especially Black. Pick them up. Focus magazines. Email get, me. E- email Kelly and uh, and we'll make it happen. So once again, this is Dre with Brothers United Leadership Development. This is part of our incubator program. That's part of our Build Black Wealth Initiative. So until next time, peace. Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.